Last week, we mentioned that October is Emotional Wellness Month, right? Uh, along with Domestic Violence Awareness Month, but it's Emotional Wellness Month. And um, so today we're gonna continue with that, talking about emotional wellness, and we're going to present uh, a little bit of information from this article that we found, this uh, column that was written right. um, by, um, <laughs> in this group called P.S. I Love You, uh, through Medium. Do you know, uh, through, through the, the larger unit called Medium. Medium, and this um, is a, uh, a sub-magazine kind of in that, within that right. brand. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a great article. A little bit of a uh, little bit of language in it when you when you, colorful language in it when you when you read it. But um, it's a great perspective and a great way to think about things. Right. Yeah. The title of the article is "You're Good Enough: Colon How to Be Okay with Being You." Right. But then there's a bit of a subtitle that says, "A Guide," and this is the hook that mm -hmm. got me. A guide to living in a world of constant comparisons. Right. And this is that. Um, and you, you kind of already know what's, uh, what's happening yeah. with that. It was written by um, a gentleman by the name of Ayo. He says, you can call me Ayo, A-Y-O. Mm -hmm. His full first name is A-O-D-G, Owasika. Um, but he said, you can call me Ayo. And he's sort of playful in the beginning, and then it gets more playful as you go along. Yeah. He has a very lighthearted... Right approach to this this very important topic but Absolutely. it's a lighthearted approach yeah and he says about him what i like he doesn't take himself too seriously he said i'm just a guy who loves to write about life yeah now he does work at a marketing company mm -hmm. and he is a professional writer he's written several books and several articles but this is a, a sort of a, a a playful informal look at this mm -hmm. very important topic and as Dr. Bernie mentioned, there's a trigger warning here. Yeah. If you read the article itself, there's a few places where um, he uses language that you don't typically see in print. Right. At least most of the things we're reading. But um, but enjoy it. It's it's a it's a it's a little bit of a romp through an important topic. Absolutely, <clears throat> because in, and as you said, that little subtitle um, is is a hook because right. we do live in a world of constant comparison. We live That's in a world right. where you know we're constantly monitoring things like social media. And um, you know the news and, and television programs and you know reality TV, where we're looking right. to see how other people are living and comparing their lives or what we at least see as their lives to our lives. And right. um, many times we feel as though we fall short or we're not quite living up right. to what other people are doing, and um, you know that right. makes us not feel very okay with who we are. That's right. And we've talked many times about the Facebook presentation. Mm -hmm. He calls it a curated life. I love right. the way he talks yes. about it. He said. But what, what, he, what he begins the article with, he, he begins and ends with the same point, and that is that you are a total person. Right. Okay. So we're talking about emotional wellness here. You're a total person. That means you have some good qualities and some not so good qualities. Right. Okay. We have positive qualities. We have negative qualities. We all have that. Right. And that sort of means by you're good enough. Right. Because you are a combination of both. Right. Okay. We are all, if you're going to be a total person, you have to be a combination of both. He said the problem is, is that when we judge ourselves, we tend to look at the negative parts of ourselves. Right. And um, I was able to spend some time with my, my uh, adult son uh, last week, and he and I were laughing about how we... Um, always look back yeah. at the at the mistakes that we made or the shortcomings or our failing, we'll mm -hmm. call failings. 
and we were sort of laughing about it because both of us have had some failings. Right. And um, but you sort of overcome them and you know that sort of stuff. Well, this article really puts it in perspective because he he says when you look at yourself, you tend to focus on the negative. Right. I mean, I do that all the time. Yeah. Well, you know, how have I screwed up? And we don't tend to think of the positives. Well, and what's funny is when when we when there is a person who only focuses on the positive. We right. refer to that person as narcissistic or egotistical and, and braggadocious and those kinds of sort right. of somewhat negative, negative. terms. Right. Right. But yes, we, we, we primarily focus on the negative. And we, we talk about this with kids all the time. That's right. You know, kids, by and large, kids want to be good. Right. And we talk about, we, we mention that mm-hmm. very often on this podcast. Right. Um, but perhaps we need to make sure that we apply that <laughs> to ourselves as well. Right. Um, and he talks about, that's where he mentions this thing about we compare our real lives, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm thinking my real life, and you're comparing it to the curated mm-hmm. lives of others, curated or, or cleansed or right. sanitized, you know, that, we're, that everybody else is living this wonderful, rich right. life with just positive um, advantages, and, and that's really not the case. Right. He said, nobody is like that. Right. And if you are, if you're always happy, mm-hmm. there might be something wrong. Probably something wrong. I mean, you know, if you're always happy and right. nothing, nothing is ever upsetting you, um, either you're not doing enough, right. or you should see a professional because right. you, you're not supposed to be happy all the time. Right. Well, I think that you mentioned that a, a couple of weeks ago with uh, when you talk, we're talking about resilience right. and how there was an article that t- talked about perhaps those who are the most resilient. Right. There's really something a wrong genetic, with them. A genetic mutation. That's right. You know, that because you're not supposed to be like that all the time. That's right. right. Maybe they should be more, a little bit more affected right. by some of these traumas. And what he says, he, he makes the point that the reason we tend to focus on the negative is because the, the, it's the negatives that are probably dangerous. It's, right. the, it's those things that um, create these negative feelings. Mm-hmm. That are probably so biologically, it's what sets you up for the fight or flight response, right. which is an adaptive mechanism. Right. And yeah, I talk about that with patients all the right. time when they when they talk about these <clears throat> memories and, and and flashbacks and stuff like that from right. from past traumas. They say, well, you know, why do I remember it the way that I do? And I said, well, that's your that's your brain working to protect you right. because right. you don't want to forget those things. That's right. Because Why? if you forget them, then you end up putting yourself in a situation where you could be harmed again. That's right. Why do I keep remembering this thing? Right. Because this thing was, it's it's for some reason, it's worth remembering. Right. But he said the irony and the struggle that we have is that, so brain-wise, uh, brain we're sort of cave people, mm-hmm. but we're living in a highly stimulating environment. Right. The, the, the environment of the cave dwellers right. was not nearly right. as fast and stimulating as the environment we live in today. The, the opportunities for failure in, in cave dwelling days uh, limited. was relatively limited right. because either too much failure, um, well, you didn't really have to worry about it. That's right. If you, if you didn't survive, I mean, you either survived or you didn't, right. you know, uh, you either, and so it was, it was a much simpler, right. our, our brain evolved in a much simpler environment, okay? Right. Um, and today's environment is much more complex, but we still have this primitive right. brain doing what it do, doing right. what it's supposed to do, yeah. which is keep us alive. Absolutely. So <laughs> he says it's not natural. So therefore, because of the way we're structured, right. it's not natural to be beaming confidence all the time. Right. You know, that there, there's something wrong with oh, I'm great I, every day. You know, I'm I'm, I'm great. 
there's a state trait yeah. message, and that is that um, you have a you have a trait of optimism, right? But every once in a while, you get your feet knocked out from under you. Absolutely. Okay. We we talked the other week about right. emotions and moods. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Your mood is this is the trait right. where you are generally. That's right. And the emotion is that a specific state, the, the state that you're in at that any particular time. That's right. And so absolutely, mm -hmm. you, you have this general um, optimism, mm -hmm. uh, hopefully, um, where you're, you're looking at the positive side of things and everything. But certainly you have those moments where right. you are pulled down a, a peg or two and mm -hmm. you're, you're, you know, things don't quite work out the way that you hoped right. that they would or that you wanted them to. And, you know, you really have to sit back and reset and get started again. Or you had a great day at work and you went home and you, 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 you encountered the wrath of Khan because right. you forgot to um, lock the doors or you right. forgot to take the dog out or you forgot yeah. to take the garbage out, you know. And so we have these ups and downs. Yeah. And that, that's the point that he's trying to make. And he says, um, but... Um, you're good enough. And he keeps right. going back to this theme that you're good enough. Right. Um, one of the things he mentions is the self-help section of bookstores, mm -hmm. you know, and, and they say, you know, you, you, you can be great. You can be the greatest. You can yeah. be this and you can be that. And all you have to do is think it and it will happen. Most of us don't believe that stuff. Right. You know, there's a part of us that says, mm, I, don't, I don't think that's... Right. And I agree with him about that, that nobody's, nobody's always brimming with confidence. Right. And you don't really feel that everything is good all the time. Right. Okay. Then he mentioned something that I loved. He said, our species has in its DNA, mm -hmm. right. we have survived wars, mm -hmm. plagues, um, infections, um, tragedies, um, starvation, and we have survived all of these things. Right. So somewhere in our DNA is resilience. Right. It's in our species. Now, you yeah. may not feel it on a day-in-day-out basis, but right. somewhere inside us is this incredible resilience. Right. The second point that he makes, and, and so don't sell yourself short, right. is his message. Okay. Yeah. The second point that he makes is, you are not giving yourself enough credit. And I agree with him. If you're a yeah. parent, Absolutely. you're probably doing a pretty good job. You yeah. know, I, most parents do a pretty good job. Right. Most workers do a pretty good job. All the time? No. But right. most of the time, we Absolutely. do a pretty good job. Absolutely. I had my adult son. Um, I have a five-year-old grandson. Mm -hmm. He's a lot like you in some respects. Um, he's very, very active, very high-spirited. Mm -hmm. And he, he's, his parents have given him a pretty big arena right. to function in. Mm -hmm. And we were there on a Saturday, and we were going to go out. And he decided he wasn't going to go. Mm -hmm. okay. I'm not going. So we're all ready to walk out the door. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go. Mm -hmm. So eventually I said, okay, you guys go. I'll stay here with him. And as they were walking out the door, he said, I want to go. I want to go. And came And they were, his parents were worried about that. And I mm -hmm. said, well, you know, what do we do about that? And yeah. I said, wait a minute. I said, we've been together for 23. I said, he had a 15-minute period here, right. 10 minutes maybe. Mm -hmm. I said, the other 23 hours and 50 minutes yeah. of this day were pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Yes, he had one episode. He's five years old. He had one episode. Yeah. I'll take that any day. Absolutely. 10 minutes versus 23 hours and 50 minutes. Yeah. I'll take that any day. Okay. But we tend to focus on the 10 yeah. minutes of, of oppositional behavior. Right. You know, we do it with school kids. Right. What, Absolutely. Are, your, what are your grades? Yep. Oh, I got five A's and a B. What do you talk about? The B. The B. <laughs> right. Yep. You know, yep. I got mostly C's and one F. What do you talk about? I got to take your cell phone because 
you know, if you were a baseball player and you got seven out of eight, you you would be a superstar. Right. You know, but yeah. if you're a student, you're a failure. Yeah, absolutely. So look, you know, think about this stuff before you react to the negatives. Right. Yeah. We, we <clears> tend <throat> to make the negative, we, we tend to um, exaggerate the <clears throat> negatives and, and, and imagine them. And, you know, the cognitive behaviorists, you know, <clears throat> refer to it as cognitive distortion, where we right. take these um, isolated, relatively minor, um, short-lived um, incidents right. or episodes and we magnify them and make them into something that uh, is global and generalized and you know constant. Right. And we need to make sure that we're mindful of the fact that most of the time, mm-hmm. um, our shortcomings are just that. They're shortcomings. Right. They're relatively brief and, and right. very specific to a, one particular situation. Right. Now, from this point, after he sets sort of sets the table here, he goes on to talk about why do we do this mm-hmm. and what can we do about it. Right. Okay. He says. The reason he was pretty negative for a while, he said that he was always signal. He used the word signaling. He was always sending off these messages because he didn't feel that other people were validating him. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that so he was constantly um, expressing um, big emotions. Right. Okay, um, anger, mm-hmm. outrage. Uh, because he was trying to get people to, he said, I was trying to get people to validate me. Right. Okay. And so I was acting out in these ways when he was a younger man. And he said, finally, he woke up one day and realized you have to validate yourself. Right. So why, why was I acting this way? Because I was trying to get other people to validate me. Right. He said, I have to validate myself. Right. I, have to, I have to act for the person in the mirror. Right. That's who I have to make happy. And I think that where he, where he goes uh, from there is, you know, nobody else is going to validate you until you're validating yourself. That's nobody right. else is, you know, and when you start doing that for yourself, mm-hmm. then other people start, to, you, you find that other people are doing it too. So That's right. um, it increases just by you doing it for yourself. Right. And so he says, I started writing because I liked it, not because I wanted to be a famous writer. Right. Okay. I started meditating to understand my mind and be okay with my neurotic thoughts, not because I wanted to get rid of them. You're right. not going to get rid of them. You need, you need to understand them. We talked about that last week yeah. in the podcast. More and more my work and my mission while serving others are perfectly aligned with what I want. Right. Okay. I won't create stuff for the sake of popularity, to chase money, or to do anything because of someone else's opinion. I wanted to be proud of the person in the mirror. Right. And doing that attracts other people and other opportunities. Right. Which is what you just said. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So we have to do that for ourselves because that's, and it's, it's because what, what happens, I think, is that you, you start to emanate this um, idea that you're, you're welcoming that, that, right. you, that you, you know, when you feel good about yourself, other people are going to say, you know, that they feel good about who you are. Um, when you feel bad about yourself, other people are going to say, well, you know, they're going to sense that or they're going to see that there's that lack of confidence or that lack of self-esteem and they're going to reflect that as well. Yeah, and think about it. We're all attracted to people, regardless of their profession, we're all attracted to people when we sense that they are really happy with themselves. We had a priest here in Lakeland for years and years and years. I say priest, Catholic priest, but everybody knew him. Right. Every denomination knew this man. Mm -hmm. And you just knew that he was perfectly content with what he was doing. Right. There was absolutely no question. And everybody was attracted to mm-hmm. him. He was ecumenical. I mean, and everybody in town knew this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it was because he had found this right. this piece this this is what he really wanted to do Absolutely. there's nothing you can't even imagine him doing anything else right. you could only imagine him as being a priest yeah. you know um, and everybody was attracted to him for mm -hmm. that reason it doesn't matter whether it's an athlete or a clergyman mm -hmm. or or a teacher you know when you get a teacher i have a friend who's just in she just loves teaching mm -hmm. she's one of the most successful teachers right. i've known you yeah. know because all the kids were attracted to her because they feel that right. enthusiasm for right. her, that she Absolutely. has found her passion. Absolutely. Okay? And that's what he's talking about here. And then he says, and, and this is what I, the, as, he, as he starts to near the end of this article, he says, um, it's better, better to work for yourself, 10 times better than being desperate for attention, love, and acceptance. So work for yourself, but work. Yeah. And that's what he's saying. He said, yeah. you got to work at this. He yeah. said, you can't, you, you can't say, okay, this is good enough. That what he calls a false sense of contentment. Right. You know, he said, you got to go out and work. You got to yeah. work hard. Yeah. And, 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 and so, um, he said, I'm not going to let you off the hook. You got to work at this. You have to try hard and you have to have goals. This is what makes you confident because it's that, it's that success right. that you get from pursuing what's important to you. Right. Okay. So, um, I like the fact that at the end, he said, but you got to work at this. Yeah, right. yeah. And, and, and again, this is, these are things that we've talked about on many, <clears throat> in, in many contexts on the podcast, whether it's being a parent, it, it takes work. You've got you to work hard at that to That's right. um, be successful in work, uh, in, in your career. Of course, right. that means that you have to work on it. To, mm -hmm. to be, have a successful relationship, you have to work at it. To be a good person, mm -hmm. you, you have to work at it. To have work. healthy... Um, you know, emotional wellness and to, to feel good about yourself and to, to you know, take care of yourself, you, you have to work at it. Right. Um, you know Kanye West. I do. Not one of our favorites. No. I understand he's a good rapper. Somebody told me he's very good at rap. Anyway, um, A.O., the, the author of this article, quotes Kanye West. He does. <laughs> a couple times. We apologize. It's part of the trigger warning that we have. <laughs> Kanye, Kanye West said, we're all self-conscious. I'm just the first to admit it. What AO says in this article is we all have insecurities. It's mm -hmm. part of being a total person. We are all self-conscious. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's, let's admit it, Kanye West. I'm the first to admit it. I don't think he is, but anyway. And we're all afraid of each other. You know, we, we all have these fears and insecurities. But you work hard, and he uses the analogy of the tough love coach mm -hmm. who yells at his players to make them work harder, but then sits down and talks to them about their future, right. about life, this, this idea of tough love. And he said, we have to do the same thing with ourselves. Absolutely. Take your insecurities, um, push yourself, work hard, um, because it's in overcoming, overcoming your insecurities, overcoming your self-consciousness, right. where you're going to get better. Okay? Absolutely. So the insecurities motivate and drive you Absolutely. to become a better person. Yeah. And in the end of the article, the last two words are, go work. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. Back to the work. Go work. Absolutely. Right. So very good perspective. Yes, uh, definitely. So uh, if you get a chance, the, the link is in the show notes. Um, check out the article again. Uh, there's some colorful language right. and some... Uh, as you said, trigger warnings in there, but um, but it is a good, well written uh, article. Fun to uh, read. Fun to read. No, yeah. Definitely, lots of good content, lots of good ideas. I love the part about it's in our DNA, yeah. you know, to be this way. We are the most successful species ever. Uh, we have we are the single species that now occupies every climate, every region, 
uh, we have overcome all of that stuff. And so many times it's in our DNA to be resilient. So go get out there and work. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that is it for today. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid.